Hi, and welcome to Father Luke's Homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of St. Mark's Ipswich for the fifth Sunday of Lent, year A. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a man named Lazarus who lived in the village of Bethany with the two sisters, Mary and Martha, and he was ill. It was the same Mary, the sister of the sick man Lazarus, who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair. The sisters sent this message to Jesus. Lord, the man you love is ill. On receiving the message, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death, but in God's glory, and through it, the Son of God will be glorified. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was for two more days, before saying to the disciples, Let us go to Judea. The disciples said, Rabbi, it is not long since the Jews wanted to stone you. Are you going back again? Jesus replied, Are there not twelve hours in the day? A man can walk in the daytime without stumbling, because he has the light of this world to see by. But if he walks at night, he stumbles, because there is no light to guide him. He said that, and then added, Our friend Lazarus is resting. I am going to wake him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he is able to rest, he is sure to get better. The phrase Jesus referred to, Jesus used referred to the death of Lazarus, but they thought that by rest he meant sleep. So Jesus put it plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, because now you will believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, known as the twin, said to the other disciples, let us go too and die with him. On arriving, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days already. Bethany is only about two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to sympathize with them over their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus had come, she went to meet him. Mary remained sitting in the house. Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask of God, he will grant you. Your brother, said Jesus to her, will rise again. Martha said, I know he will rise again at the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If anyone believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who has come into this world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in a low voice, The Master is here and wants to see you. Hearing this, Mary got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. 
When the Jews who were in the house sympathizing with Mary saw her get up so quickly and go out, they followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Mary went to Jesus, and as soon as she saw him, she threw herself at his feet, saying, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. At the sight of her tears and those of the Jews who followed her, Jesus said, in great distress, with a sigh that came straight from the heart, where have you put him? They said, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. And the Jews said, see how much he loved him. But there were some who remarked, he opened the eyes of the blind man. Could he not have prevented this man's death? Still sighing, Jesus reached the tomb. It was a cave with a stone to close the opening. Jesus said, take the stone away. Martha said to him, Lord, by now he will smell this is the fourth day. Jesus replied, have I not told you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I knew indeed that you always hear me, but I speak for the sake of all these who stand around me, so that they may believe it was you who sent me. When he had said this, he cried in a loud voice, Lazarus, hear, come out. The dead man came out, his feet and hands bound with bands of stuff and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Unbind him, let him go free. Many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus wept. Many years ago, uh, Mel Gibson released the film The Passion of the Christ. It shows in harrowing, moving and graphic detail the last few hours of Jesus' suffering and death. It's a good film. It's a work of art in many ways. Yet the reaction of one of the people I went to see it with highlighted a possible problem with the film. The reaction was along the lines of, wow, Jesus went through so much, he couldn't have done all that and suffered like that if he wasn't God. Meaning, the person had been given the impression that Jesus was some kind of superhuman with superhuman strength, who endured with superpowers the suffering of the cross. The truth could not be further from this. Jesus is not superhuman. He is not God pretending to be a man. Jesus is fully and totally human, and also fully and totally God at the same time. On this fifth week of Lent, we are given this powerful account 
of the raising of Lazarus. And we are confronted with the humanity, the beautiful and powerful humanity of Jesus. Jesus knew who he was. He knew what he was about to do. He knew that he is the resurrection and the life. He knew that Lazarus would be raised back to life. And yet we are told that he was in great distress and made a sigh that came from the heart and that he wept. Jesus wept. The God-man burst into tears. He didn't swoop in like Superman with some glib phrase and tell people to stop crying, everything's okay because he was here coming to save the day. No. He came, he met his friends, and he wept at the death of his friend Lazarus, whom he was about to raise. Jesus is the resurrection and the life, but the moment he sees Mary and all the Judeans with her in tears, he too bursts into tears. He shares their grief. Tears are good. Tears are necessary. Tears can be healing. Tears are human. In Jesus, God has a face. In Jesus, God can be known. Through his public ministry, Jesus demonstrated in powerful and tangible ways the presence of the kingdom of God, which was bursting through into people's lives through him. But this kingdom, this transforming power of God was made manifest in and through the very humanity of Jesus. Now, we can at times be challenged to think, where is God? What is God doing? What is he up to? The world indeed is a challenging place. We can be caught up in all the the difficulties and the doom and the, the gloom of our age. The ongoing situation in Ukraine, the cost of living crisis, the moral and political mess of our world and our nation. We can easily slip into asking, where is God? What is he up to? Well, God is where he has always been. God dwells amongst us in the person of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, God comes close to us. In Jesus, God shares our human condition. In Jesus, God weeps with us and for us. In Jesus, God suffers with us and for us. In Jesus, God has entered our world. In Jesus, God has united himself in some way to the whole of creation. He is not distant. He is not far. He is not asleep. God is with us, sharing our condition. What is more, all of us, all of us who have been baptised are members of Christ's 
mystical body. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And Jesus continues to manifest his presence and his mission in the world in and through the human members of his body. In other words, us. Where is God? We might cry out. Well, he is present in Jesus Christ, who is within our homes, who is at work, is with our families, our hospital beds, the battlefields, the funeral homes. Anywhere the church is, Christ is present and more. We might not always be particularly present to him, but Jesus is present to us. Jesus wept. Jesus is compassionate and loving and shares in our lot. He knocks on the door of our hearts even now and asks us to let him in. And no one else can do that. We have to let Jesus in and enter into a friendship with him. I don't care if you've been coming to church all of your life. It is perfectly possible that you can come to church all your life and receive communion even and still do not know Jesus Christ because he respects us. He respects our freedom. We have to say, Lord, I want a friendship with you and we have to enter into a relationship with him and we have to pray, talk to him, not just turn up, receive the communion and go out like when nothing's changed. Jesus wants a friendship with us. That is our faith. Nothing more, nothing less. So we must speak to Jesus in our hearts, learn to hear his voice in the scriptures and recognize his presence with us. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the same yesterday, tomorrow and forever. Jesus hasn't changed. So let us run to him. Let us allow ourselves to be embraced by him. Let us learn how to rest in him, to weep with him, to die with him, and to rise with him. Amen. Hello and thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish of St. Mark's in Ipswich, go to stmarksparish.org.uk. If you'd like to check out my blog, go to fatherlukegoymore.com. God bless you and see you next time.